Hey guys, so I hope you like that intro only available to those on Anchor by one of my favorite R&B artists of all time. His name is Kem and the song is called Cherish This Moment. And I'm going to tell you how I discovered this song. Three years ago, I was away at training in Minnesota. It was a training center for the blind. And I was making a dinner. I was making spicy barbecue chicken and rice and corn and broccoli and all that wonderfulness and baked cookies. And I was listening to Pandora. And then that song that kept coming on was Cherished This Moment by Kim. And I'm like, ooh, this sounds so good. I'm all relaxed and everything. And like, they kept on playing Kem music. I wasn't paying too much attention to him, but I just had to stop and was like, okay, I keep hearing that same voice, like, dude. And then he always had that little, hey, girl. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's Kem. And so I was like, fine, you got, you won. I'm going to download a couple of your albums, guy. So I did. And now I put it as an intro onto this podcast episode. I don't remember which episode it is, which number. I lost track of numbers. I have so much to think about. Anyways, I'll spell out his name. His name is K-E-M, like Michael. So when you want to go listen to Kem, look for Kem, cherish this moment, and then find out which of those, which of his songs are your favorite and tell me what they are. Hey guys, it is me, Casper, preparing another episode for you guys on the Casper Podcast with Anchor and Apple iTunes Podcast and Spotify. Um, So this time, after you've heard about my trip to Detroit, Michigan, which I feel kind of sad. I feel sad that I left. Um, I want to update you guys on the security experience. Uh, Coming back from Michigan, it was a bit odd or very odd. Um, but overall, the rest of the experience in Michigan was like fantastic. I mean, who goes there on the first day and they listen to Snoop Dogg in person on stage? Dude, that was freaking epic. But I got to talk about some like security issues and the way that TSA handles people with disabilities. Um, I wonder, I wonder if any of you guys who are listening to this podcast that's being prepared right now. If you are a TSA agent, let me ask you this question. Why are you obsessed with blind people's canes? Why do you like to take it away? It's not for you to touch. It's for them. You're not blind. We are. That's the reason why we have it. Don't touch. Um, If you can answer that question for me, I would really appreciate it. Because when it's time for me to move on to a guide dog, you guys are definitely not touching my guide dog at all. Um, so aside from that, moving along, I got some long hair chronicles. Um, it's time for me to get my mohawk put back on cause yeah, I need to get my mohawk put back on my hair. Like my dread, my locks are extremely long and when they're down, it seems to attract people that like to touch a lot. Like, let's see going through security I've never felt so much like a piece of something that somebody examines they take away that feeling of being a human and they turn you into some kind of 
specimen. That is dehumanizing. It's my hair. It's my body. We went through a body scanner already. You don't need your hands on me. Especially in my hair. Yes, I know security measures, but I grew my locks for 13 years. You guys are not worthy of me hiding anything in my hair. You will never be worthy of it. My hair is much too good for all that disaster. So, yeah. Just thought I'd throw that in there. So when you do see someone with long hair, like locks, just remember, you guys are not that important for anyone to be hiding anything in our locks. So, don't touch the hair at all. So when I think that I'm going to fly again, I think I'm going to have a mohawk. I'm not going to have it pinned up. I'm not going to use like metal hairpins. I'm going to have them thread the mohawk together so it's not anything metal in my hair. Um, I'm going to keep that as a mental note. Have it threaded together instead of hairpins. The threading lasts longer than the pins anyway because my hair is so thick and long and healthy. The hairpins, when they come out, they're all bent up, all bent out of shape and spread apart. (laughs) And so I think that if it's threaded together with a nice thick black thread, my hair does not stretch the hairpins out. So the long hair chronicles, traveling while blind with long hair, really long hair, and slightly baggy jeans, you get to be put on blast for nothing because they find it funny. I sometimes suspect that my name has been blacklisted for every time I fly that they mess with me and bother me and try to take away my cane and that's just not cool. I didn't see them do that to anybody else. So if they're going to do that to one person, make sure you give exactly everyone else the exact same type of treatment or don't touch them like that at all. That's my biggest pet peeve. I mean, I love to travel especially traveling as a person with disabilities. Um, I like traveling, but my biggest issue I have is with security and with their hands on me. Um, First of all, just for a correction, when you are guiding someone who is with blindness, you don't take our elbow. You're not blind, we are, we take your elbow. And it's a specific reason why we do that. The reason why we take your elbow and we don't hold on to your elbow so hard is when you walk either too fast and we can't keep up with your pace because of all the stuff we have on our body, um, we're going to let your elbow go so that you know that you're going too fast. That's the reason why we let go. And yeah, I had to teach somebody that without any, without actually saying anything. He was like trying to fly down the aisle and I had to let his elbow go because my bag was getting caught on stuff and other people and my cane, they were just totally fixated with that and they tried to take my cane away. That is dangerous. You don't move. Once they take your cane away from you, don't move. You stand right there until they put it back in your hands and then you report it. It should be considered a felony whenever someone takes your white cane away from you without any real good reason. There's never a reason for them to just come up and take your cane or grab your harness 
of your guide dog, it's a, it should be a felony. Don't touch. So, sadly, my trip to Detroit ended on Monday. Um, but I was kind of glad to be done and over with because I can finally just get over that horrible airport experience that seems to plague me during my travel adventures. Um, so I wanted to tell you guys, you know, not only was that experience coming back from Michigan very strange, it was like the strangest 10 minutes ever. It seems like, I don't, I don't know why, sometimes I feel like my name is blacklisted on the list of people to harass when you go on airplanes. I don't know, but you know, I didn't let any of the useless antagonists know my whereabouts until like months afterward so that they didn't get a chance to ruin it. I know, yeah, it sounds like it's imaginary and it's crazy, but... I don't know what it is. I don't carry anything illegal. I don't get into trouble. It just seems like I get harassed every time I go on an aircraft, either going towards someplace or coming from somewhere. It's like, I don't know. They pick a, a, a list of names. I swear they have a list of names to be certain to absolutely mess with them every time the names are flagged of people they can harass just to get excitement through their day. I really think so, sincerely. But who knows? It may or may not be true that you're not on a list of people to harass when you go to fly. You know, I travel with a white cane and, you know, I use the best of my ability to get around and I do use assistance from until the moment my, my vehicle comes to pick me up at the airport whether it's an Uber or a paratransit or a friend and their family member that picks me up in a car. Um, I make sure I have, I have a pair of working eyes and ears there to assist me and guide me through. Um, from there on, you know, I really appreciate some of the help I get, but the security guards, you know, like, I just want to know what's up with you guys. Do you have a list of names of people that you can harass and make absolutely uncomfortable just for your enjoyment? Or is that how you, what you do to get your day started? You pick on somebody that seems vulnerable. Um, but apparently I'm working on some legislation to stop that crap because it's not fair to anybody. Like, especially people you think are vulnerable, like blind people, deaf, whatever, all types of disabilities. You guys purposely, I feel like it's deliberately done. Because there's no way that every time a certain individual flies, something happens to them. So there is legislation being created, or actually it has been created. The legislation has gone through the hearing process, and now it's going through a study, and now it's going to be brought back in for some modifications, and I'm going to add that airport experience type thing to the legislation to make it stronger and there will be plenty of people to send in testimonies for that. I'm gathering testimonies because there may be a hearing in January. Uh, the Massachusetts State House 
regarding that experience or well not just mine but many other people you know I went through long extensive lengths to make sure I did not have a straight rigid cane and I chose I made sure that I got folding canes because it seems like every time I have a long white cane a straight white cane that doesn't fold they like to take my cane away from me and throw it in the space above my head and when it's time to get the cane it's all the way down the ass of the airplane and now I'm stuck waiting for someone to get my cane back from to me so I got a folding cane and even then they still were pestering me about my folding cane I'm adding that to my legislation and whatever um, it seems like they've already been quite progressive about that in Michigan or they've been thinking about doing that so I made some connections to the other blind and visually impaired individuals in Michigan um, I want to collaborate in some way shape or form but I need to get those revisions of my legislation on paper and to the House of Reps before reaching out again um, and so they're actually they noticed that too you know when you travel with your white cane someone is always trying to take it away from you like it's a folding cane it's down by my foot why are you focused on it leave it alone don't touch my cane it's mine I wonder how much worse it's gonna get when I get my guide dog from leader dogs in Michigan I wonder how much worse that's gonna turn into what are you gonna take the dog and stick it in the overhead so it slides up and down when the airplane shifts around no you're gonna leave my dog down on the ground by my feet under the chair the same way you would want the same way I would need my cane to be left alone it's a folding cane what are you gonna do to somebody with a folding cane you dang, you're not gonna hit anybody with it because you need it to get around though of course I packed up two extra canes I packed one in my suitcase and I put one in my book bag because I knew that I had a suspicion that something like this was gonna happen and my gut feeling was right that no matter what type of cane I had they would want to snatch it out of my hands to keep it away from me um, I need them to I need this to stop so in order for it to actually in order for my voice and many other people's voices to be heard it's going down as my additional piece of my legislation that I've been working on for um, about a year and some change don't touch anybody's white cane don't touch anybody's service dog keep your paws off of it and all will be well if you are interested in sharing a story or any feedback or whatever on whatever you just heard um, either recently or like um, hundreds of episodes ago, you can send me an email to casu305 at outlook.com. And I'll say it again, casu305 at outlook.com. Aside from that unusual experience at the airport, I would say that Detroit is a pretty cool city. And if it were up to me to go back to visit again, I certainly would. 
Um, I will definitely go and see some more art galleries. I am an art enthusiast. And I heard that there are some art galleries that allow the blind and visually impaired to touch. And I definitely want to go to that one. Um, Lots of fun. So I think that should I go visit yet again, maybe in a couple of months, I will have raincoat. Oh, actually not raincoat my winter jacket and winter shoes this time. Uh, I had a lighter jacket because once again, traveling with a whole bunch of stuff on is extremely uncomfortable and you're going to have to keep taking it on and off because you have to go through security and it's really, really annoying. So I figured, Hey, since I'm going to be in a car for the majority of certain trips, why not be as comfortable as possible? I had some extra sweaters. So if it was not enough, I would just put on a sweater underneath my coat. It was more like a fall coat or something like that. But the actual winter jacket, uh, I re- I don't like to wear too many layers to begin with. I really don't. But anyways, it was a fun city. And um, a couple of things I would like to understand is for people who work for TSA or airport security, or no, not even TSA, flight attendants, when you see someone with a cane, especially someone who's blind or visually impaired, why do you feel the need to take the cane away from us? It's not in the way, it's definitely collapsible, and the cane is on the ground. Is this something you do to like harass people or whatever the heck it is? Just don't touch the cane. Uh, I'm sure there were other people who got onto the airplane with support canes. I did not. I don't think I heard you guys talking about taking theirs away and put it in, putting it in the overboard. You left them with their support cane, but you needed to come have your hands on my white cane. No. My cane and their cane are totally different. If I needed to get up to go to the restroom, I need my cane to do so. If they need their support cane, I don't know. Maybe you have to let them use their support cane. Don't touch it. I wonder what's happening when someone who has a guide dog, do you try to take their dog away and put it by the pilot or something? Because the pilot's not blind. The person that has the guide dog is blind. And the overboard or the guy the place the people you put my cane next to are not blind I'm the one that needs the white cane it lives by my foot so I've made absolute certain that through all of my connects all of the aircrafts that I got connected to no one touched my cane as it as they shouldn't it lived on the ground by my foot and that's exactly where I asked them to leave it Now, we discussed it for like 10 minutes and I refused to let them get it. So the way that I would approach dealing with this, not only contacting this crazy airline so far, is to contact them and report it and then add it to my next piece of, uh, actually add it to the legislation that I'm working on when it comes to disability awareness training don't touch I mean what's the the basic rule is don't touch the cane don't touch the guide dog don't touch nothing that is for a medical purpose 
don't touch it. I don't understand what's so hard about it. If it were a dangerous item, it would have never made it past security in the first place. So obviously, if it's there on there in the airplane, it's obviously safe. Hey, thank you so much for your message. I love your podcast. Um, I definitely favorite your podcast. Um, please feel free to check out mine and hit the favorite button if you like what you hear. Um, thanks again. I love what you're doing on Anchor. Hey, what's up, Casper from Massachusetts? This is Jordan from Kansas City. I just wanted to know, like, if you wanted to start, like, a recording podcast together or something, coming up with, like, with different topics and stuff like that, I just find it difficult to talk to myself through a phone. I kind of need somebody to, you know, chop it up with, bounce ideas back and forth, make it easier. And you, you're an easy person to talk to. So, um, just hit me back and let me know what you think. Would you be down to do it or not? Thank you. Hey, Casper, I see that you hit me up with the yellow star, so... I had to take a look at who you were as an individual on your station. And the first segment that I saw was the wall watchers. I took a listen to it. And yeah, you are absolutely correct. Not only is it happening on Facebook and um, did it happen on MySpace and all these other social media platforms. I've seen it on Anchor. Now, since we're on Anchor, I'm going to call these not wall watchers, barnacle grabbers. They just sit there on your boat. Just nothing, doing nothing, just minding their own business, not even giving you any support. So with that, I really do appreciate you in your segment. It was an eye opener. So I will be hitting you up with a yellow star and I'll be listening tuned in onto your station. So Casper, thank you for shouting me out or looking me up. I'm about to do the same. Take care, mama. <laughs> 